Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah. I guess welcome back for us. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of weird because uh, we have only been doing one episode per week this this month, and so it's been like inner bloom light. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so um, yeah, and as suspected too, this month has just flown by. I knew this would happen. the The month before went slow. Mm-hmm. This month, it's like, where did it go? It's we're already at the end, basically. I know, right? I yeah. feel like it's already July. The dates are messing with me. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's a, almost your birthday. It is almost my birthday. Yes. Yep. What, are you, what are you gonna do? Any fun plans? I think I'm just gonna go to the beach and chill out. Have a That's me all. time? Um, well, I'm gonna hang out with my kids and my girlfriend and just chill at the beach. Nothing crazy. She lives on the beach, so it's like a private beach where only the people that live there can go, which is amazing. So private beach is where it's at. For real, it's oh, really yeah. awesome. Super excited. What are you doing for the fourth? I don't know. We never do things for the like the fourth is one of those holidays that sometimes gives me anxiety because we just never have plans for it. And everybody right. else has so many plans and like mm. long-held traditions. And for me, I was always at camp during that time, like when I was growing up. So we didn't really have – my parents and I didn't do anything. Like at the very minimum, I'm sure we'll like go to my parents because they have a pool and like if it's nice out. But um, yeah, don't don't really have any plans. But I am coming to Virginia for a beach weekend for my – That's exciting. My late birthday in a few weeks. And um, so I'll probably see you then. And then also I was at the beach this weekend in the Hamptons. I was there for the first time ever. How was the Hamptons? Is it very much like picturesque? Is it very much what you see on TV or no? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, I don't know what I've seen on TV. Like, I don't know. Like, yes, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It's, you know what? I would describe it as like a mishmash of like, like Florida, Okay. Um, like which parts of Florida? Charleston. There's so many different parts of Florida. Okay, like the Keys in Florida, okay. or okay. like even Miami. No, like more the Keys. Then like Charleston. Okay. And then like okay. Rhode Island. Like it's just all these different. It just feels like a lot of different places, but it's very nice. It's very chill. I get it. 
I get the appeal. I get why a celebrity would want to buy a home yeah. there. Um, and their beaches are, like, pristine. Of course, you have to, like, it's so hard to get on them and they make it so difficult because they don't want just, like, anyone coming on the beach, of course. How do they make it difficult? Like, what what do they do? In order do you have to, to have, park, like, VIP access? In order to park there... Mm-hmm. You need to have a permit, and if you don't have a permit, then you need to pay $50 per car. Wow. For, like, five hours. And granted, if you're staying all day at the beach, fine. But, like, we were there – we were just going for, like, an hour and a half when we had time in between the wedding stuff, and there were three cars, and we didn't yeah. live cl- – we weren't close. So we're like, what? Yeah. We're going to pay – so we, we, we maneuvered this whole shuffling of the car thing, and we just all paid, like, $50. And it was worth it. Like, I'm so glad we – got that beach time but yeah it's really pretty um lots of traffic to get there as expected but it's beautiful and the wedding that we went to was um at the house of the bride and her family house and that shit was nice um (laughs) I was just yeah the Hamptons I would assume it would be yeah apparently though this has been this house has been in the family a long time but I was like it's still a really nice house in the Hamptons um but yeah, and there was like 300 people there and it was just like a really, it was the biggest wedding I've been to since COVID. So it was all outdoors and it was really sweet. Um, and yeah, so it was nice. I got some beach time. That made me happy. Cool. That's, That's awesome. Yep. And this week we are going to Austin. Which Super excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. I'm also slightly nervous because it is literally going to be 105 degrees. So, well, yeah. yes, you should definitely drink a lot of water. I should wear one of those like camelbacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just like, always drinking water. You have one of those. I know you have one of those, right? Yeah. So you should definitely because that little water bottle is not going to be enough for you. Mm-hmm. So throwing that out there. Yeah, Do with I it will. what you will. Maybe but I will. yeah. Um, Super excited about Austin. Super excited about our event. Yay. Um, We just had a couple more people buy tickets, by the way. And I think we probably have like five tickets max left. So I know there's a couple of you that were like asking, are the tickets left? Will you have tickets at the door? We won't have like tickets at the door, like where you pay cash. And we're not going to be dealing with all that. It's just like if you come and there's tickets available, they will be on the website. So just go to the website. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, tickets at the door. That would be a tough time. We have enough going on at the event. We can't do yeah. tickets at the door. But yes, you should absolutely come. That'll be really great. The Arc 9 always shares fun information and exciting information. I was listening to Abraham Hicks today. So um, which is mood. another, yeah, which is another channel. So super excited. I'm excited, too, because we – well, first of all, I just love these events, and the last one we did was so special. But And every place we go is so special and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited because I feel like we haven't talked to them in a long time. We've been, again, so busy this month mm-hmm. that, like, our Patreon combos with them are were, like, way at the beginning and way at the end. So – uh, I'm excited. Oh, Dale Morrow. Hi, Dale. Says, oh, I wish I could come for the event. I love Austin. Yeah. I love Austin, too. I'm excited to go back. The last time we were there was for our one of our retreats. And I am very, very, yeah, very excited. Um, okay, so should we get into it? Let's do it. 
Take it away. So today we want to talk about soulmates and we want to talk about um, twin flames and all those fun things. And so I saw this TikTok that had me thinking and this person was, I don't know how they identify. So this person was saying about how um, twin flames are not a good excuse to say it, stay in a toxic or abusive relationship. And I completely agree. I feel like a lot of the times we say, well, they're my twin flame. And the reality with the twin flame or a soulmate connection is that they love you and they care about you and they don't want to hurt you. And while nobody's perfect, we all have our traumas. We all hurt one another. I completely agree. It, you have to decide at some point, is this worth the happiness? Is the pain worth, is the suffering worth the happiness that I experience, right? It's that quote that I think about that says, um, I don't get to decide how you love me. I get to see how you love me and decide if I want to participate. And I love that so much because it really embodies like the idea of a soulmate or the idea of a twin flame. And I think it's important to remember that a soulmate and a twin flame is not only a romantic relationship. It can be like a coworker. It can also be a parent. It can also be like a friend. It can be so many different dynamics, but the purpose of a soulmate is to teach you something that you need to remember in this lifetime. The purpose of a twin flame is to reflect something in your lifetime that you need to experience and have their reflection show you something as well. It's all a lesson. We're all learning. So that's why we're, that's why earth is called school so many times because we're teaching and growing and learning so many different things. What are your thoughts on that? I like how you just said that. I like how you said soulmates are there to help you remember things that you need to remember in this lifetime or point things out and Mm -hmm. twin flames are there to reflect. What did you say? You said it so well. I'm sorry. Soulmates are there to remind you of something that you need to learn in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And twin flames are there to reflect something that you need to expand on or something that you need to grow from. Yeah, it's like twin flames are there to reflect parts of you that you need to see more clearly so right. that you can have that expansion or growth. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I and I know that like depending who you talk to or listen to, people have varying perspectives on twin flames versus soulmates. And to be honest, sometimes I sit here and go like, is there really like, you know, before we incarnate, is this like, okay, you're going to be the twin flame and you're going to be the soulmate. Like, this mm-hmm. not really happen? I don't know. But, but I think something's going on there about like where we all originate from and um, right. how we choose to show up in each other's lives. Sure. Um, and I would agree. I think that that's a lot of people get very confused about the whole soulmate thing because it's like, that idea, the idea that's been perpetuated in our society is, oh, you only have one soulmate. You, right. Your soulmate is your person forever. And the truth is we have so many soulmates. One of our, um, I just got such a cute message from one of our recent retreat attendees who was just reflecting to me. She was like, your relationship with your dog is so special. She's definitely your soulmate. And I'm like, no, she 100% is a soulmate for me. And I know a lot of people feel that way with their animals. And so as you're saying, it's not just romantic. It's like your parents are your soulmates. Your mm-hmm. siblings can be your soulmates. Your, a teacher could be a soul. That sounds weird. 
I'm not trying to make it weird, but like, you know, people in your life that you wouldn't, you're not thinking of romantically that just have this profound impact on you can be soulmates. And I think also one of the things that I want to illuminate is that that doesn't mean that your relationship with them is like sunshine and roses 100% of the time. Right. It actually means that like they will challenge you and you will have growth points with them. And that's important because I really feel like the reason why that is is because you have a relationship with them that you you love them so much and there's a safe space in a way with them that you have that space to push back and, you know, um, like kind of have disagreements or have challenges or have confusion um, without necessarily the threat of um, – them leaving or you leaving like you have that space to kind of have that dynamic relationship Mm, I think that the way that you said that was beautiful I think that's so true and have you ever heard of someone um I know for example like a few relationships I won't get into who it is because I don't have their permission to talk about it but where two people reflect each other's lives, like almost identically. And it's very weird. I feel like that also is the twin flame connection where they're not necessarily their best friends, their their acquaintances, their friends, but their lives reflect each other so, so well that you can kind of say, okay, this person is having their shortcomings on this aspect or they need to grow on this aspect or they're doing really well in this aspect. And I think that is where the reflection comes into play so well that it's when you see someone else, it's easier to see yourself because when you see yourself, you it's like you're in the valley. You don't have that broader perspective, but when you're not emotionally attached to it, you have that broader perspective, that aerial view of what's truly going on. And you have a disconnected version of everybody's opinion about the situation. And I think that's when it becomes like easier to digest what is going on. It's easier for me to digest the relationship I have with my dog because he can't talk to me, right? Or he can, but I can ignore him. So (laughs) rather than my child who can communicate with me that they're not happy about the way I'm parenting. And then I have to face my own shit about the way that I'm parenting and the way that I'm talking to them. So I think that's one way that we really have these these relationships with people and and animals, et cetera, um, that are really dynamic and that really challenge us, challenge us. I have this list today. I don't know what's going on. Yes. (laughs) In this life experience. And I think it's really fun to like to see that and it's eye-opening. I love that, but it, it by no means is an example or a reason. I get so many people that book readings with me that are like, but this person is my twin flame. This person's my soulmate. And I'm like, dude, this person's physically hitting you. Like that's not okay. It's never okay to like take abuse because you think this person is your twin flame or your soulmate. Mm, That's so important. Yeah. It's interesting. Recently I've like, (laughs) I, I, whether it's, like when I'm doing like just readings for fun on TikTok or when I'm just talking to somebody about their life experience and they're sharing something similar to that where it's just like, 
well, what should I do? And what should I do about, I don't know what to do about this relationship. And it's kind of a conversation I feel like I would have had when I was like in middle school where it's like, "Mm, what should I do? He acts like he doesn't like me anymore, but I really like him and maybe it could work, you know? And it's like, something in my brain now is just so like unable to tolerate it. Like not, not what I mean is just, it's pretty obvious. Like what needs to happen? Like, and I feel like when you get stuck in those patterns of, well, this is the obvious nature of this relationship is that like, it's not going my way or it's literally harming me or, uh, this person is, unable to give me what I want. Mm -hmm. But then you have this, again, I really think it comes from society of like, um, oh, well, boys play hard to get or girls play hard to get. Um, It's kind of this message in society of like, well, it's not always as it seems. And, you know, there could be hope in the future. Don't give up hope. And it's like, I don't ever think that we should give up hope on the things that we want. But if it's a specific person or situation that is, as you said in the beginning, literally bringing more um, harm and sadness and frustration to you than happiness, Mm -hmm. at some point, you're just choosing to harm yourself over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can get so stuck on this hope that somebody's going to change or that we'll be the person that makes them change. That's a big thing with women. Like, well, what if I could change them? It would feel like such an accomplishment that, like, they would change for me, you know? Mm. And the truth is, like, if there's that much that needs to change, I just don't feel like you 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 want to be – like, I don't, I don't know if that's a situation that is worth going through. Um, yeah. So I just feel like I don't know why lately when I hear these scenarios, I'm like, it's, it's, and, and obviously I'm not in it, so I don't have all the emotions in it. But when I hear these scenarios, I'm like, yeah, it's not working. Like, so we need to get out and choose something new that will work. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's just a lot of fear about, a lot of people have it in their heads. Okay, well, I only have a fraction of what I want here. So if I let this go, maybe I could get more, but there's a, there's the lack and scarcity. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing as money. It's the same thing as anything. It's, it's that idea that like, but what if I, what if I can't even get as much as I have now? I'd rather just know I have this little piece, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but I also feel like it is such a deeper conversation. I feel like I know for me personally, I've been told as a little girl, like, oh, if Johnny hits you, that means he likes you. And so we're brought up with this idea of, we're brought up with this idea that like abuse of some level is normal. Abuse of some kind is is not only normal, but it's accepted and it's okay. And I feel like when you put that over the filter or you put the filter over 
um, they're my soulmate or they're my twin flame. There's something bigger happening here. I think then it becomes almost like your purpose of to help this person or your purpose of to be with this person. And then I think that you add children on top of that, or you add a life together of 10 years, it becomes extremely hard to leave this person. Let's also talk about the parent dynamic, because that can also be a twin flame soulmate connection. The parent dynamic is so fucked. Like it boggles my mind how we will accept abuse from our family members, unlike any other abuse that we will accept. If this was someone else, we would tell them to fuck off quickly. But because they share the same DNA with you, you tolerate bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. And it just boggles my mind. I would love for a psychologist to write in and let me know like what the psychological component here is with that parent-child dynamic because it is absolutely mind-blowing how much abuse we take from our parents under the the idea that they're in a different generation or they did the best they could with what they have and i absolutely agree with that i i am one of those people that agree with they did the best they could with what they had at the time but i also feel like this person is still a person, meaning the child or the parent, depending upon who's receiving and who's giving the abuse. And they still need to be treated with a level of respect that everybody deserves. And so it goes back to this idea of tolerating abuse and tolerating bullshit that you don't really need to tolerate just because of the idea that this person is a soulmate or a twin flame. It just is absolutely mind-blowing. And I'm not trying to say that leaving that person or not talking to that person or leaving that job or that friendship is not difficult because it absolutely is. I feel like the biggest fear that most human beings have is being alone, right? And not just being alone in a relationship, but also being alone in general, right? We thrive on community. We're social creatures in general. And so the fear of being alone itself is really scary, and if we don't have a community to fall back to, that's why you should join Inner Bloomers on Facebook. Shout out. Anyway, but if you don't have a community to fall back to, it can be quite scary to go through something like a spiritual awakening all by yourself when you feel like nobody understands you. Totally. I agree with all of that. And there's so much, so many good points you had. And I want to, I want to say you made me realize like I don't want to come off as like I'm oversimplifying things and saying like just leave like part of my brain wants to say that because I feel like I think the more we evolve as beings the more things just become more black and white in some ways it just become. I mean everything is gray but it just becomes more clear of like oh, this, so then that, you know what I mean? Whereas like- Well, I think when you're like emotionally detached from the situation, it's easier to say like, just leave, right? Absolutely. Just like, just like you were saying about yeah. earlier. Absolutely, it, it, exactly. And what I was going to say then was like, totally, if, if I were to then put myself in this situation, we okay. were at the wedding this weekend and the bride and groom were saying their vows. And the bride said, she had the most beautiful vows, but she said, um, my mom always said that the best relationships are when you don't need the other person and we don't need each other. Like we just like want 
to be together. And I was like, I, I, I had simultaneously, I was like, wow, that's so sweet. And then the other side of me was like, no, but I need my husband. Like, I need this. <laughs> I need, like, if I, I immediately was like, no, but I need him. I need him. And I think that it's great to, well, anyway, just going back to what we were talking about. So, so if something were to go wrong there, I'd probably yeah. be singing a much different tune. But as you said, when we're put in a position of objectivity, and we're put in a position to reflect back to someone something without the emotional charge or attachment, it does feel very like kind of what you're saying earlier. Like this person is, a, you're not happy. This person is mm-hmm. abusing you. This person is literally mm-hmm. hitting you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that it all comes down to definitely what you said about that idea of the soulmate or the uh, twin flame. Also, when you're talking about parents, I mean, to me, that really feels like the wound of, um, well, first of all, that fear of not wanting to be excommunicated from the tribe, even if you don't like the tribe. Even yeah. if you're like, this tribe sucks, it's still your tribe. And <laughs> you don't necessarily, especially back then, back when we literally lived in tribes, you don't want the tribe to be like, well, you can never come back. We're done with you. Yeah. Because that would mean like death, probably. And. Right. I think the other thing is when even if you don't like how you were raised or, you know, you don't like your family in some way, at the same time, you technically wouldn't be here without them. And when I say you, I mean everyone. Like we were were babies. How would we have lived? We wouldn't survive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. But I, I also think what is so interesting is that we have, you and I have this view of like, our view of the world is like white women, right? And white women privilege. And there are so many other cultures and so many other ethnicities that put pressure on the children taking care of their parents when they get older. Right. And that to me is such an interesting idea because they didn't ask to be born, right? You could argue and say that, well, as a soul, they did, right? But as a child, you shouldn't receive kudos for taking care of a kid. Like that was your decision to bring this child into the world. And therefore it is your decision to take care of this child the best way you can until they are on their own. And that depends upon that age depends upon different situations. Right. But the idea of the child then spending the rest of their adult life, taking care of their parent, because congratulations, you weren't a piece of shit. Like it just boggles my mind. It doesn't make any sense. And so I think that that is something that in our society and generationally that needs to change as well, because that is a cultural shift and also like a generational shift that needs to really change, at least in our country. I can't speak for all countries. So just to clarify, so are you saying that like, um, just because like a parent had you, right? right? And got you and kept you alive to a point where you can handle yourself type of thing. Right. Doesn't mean that you um, should be obligated to care for them as they get older and as they go through like their next stage of life. So I guess what I mean by that is that I give a lot of readings to people who 
financially live with their, who live with their parents and financially take care of their parents or who financially take care of their parents and their parents do their own thing Mm -hmm. or physically take care of their parents because their parents are alcoholics or whatever the case may be. And they're told growing up that this is the right thing to do because they were taken care of when they were children. And that's where I just kind of don't agree with it. Like if you're able bodied and you're able to take care of yourself, you should take care of yourself. I do think that if your parent is going through like dementia or if your parent is going through like a stroke or like some kind of health issue that they need someone, absolutely take care of them. Like I'm not a heartless bitch, but absolutely (laughs) take care of them. Or maybe if you have extra money and they are suffering, absolutely take care of them. But what I see a lot of the time is this parent-child relationship where it's detrimental to the child Or you see the child not wanting to go to college for business, right? But they go to college for business because it's what their parents want them to do. Like Gary Vee talked about this a lot. I don't really listen to him anymore, but he used to talk about this a lot. And I think it really, it's really hurting the parent-child relationship in a lot of different aspects because we have so many expectations of our children, of our parents that are unrealistic because we're both human beings. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I get that. I and I agree with that to a degree. I think <clears throat> just the interesting thing is that I actually think that's why a lot of people have children. They Absolutely. have that's children. their retirement plan. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay, yes. Some people think of it like that, but I think like literally innately, like okay, I'm thinking about me, why I want to have kids. Well, right now why I want to have kids is because I want to have the experience of being a parent, right? I want to Mm -hmm. have that experience of like having a being that is both my husband and mine and getting to have a role in influencing that being, right? And that right now is my focus. But probably somewhere deep below the surface, there is another call, which is like, yeah, and you want your lineage to go on. Why? Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of a uh, innate human desire for many. But also, I think it's because, yeah, when you get older, who the hell is going to take care of you or be there for you or be able-minded enough to make decisions mm-hmm. um, if you aren't, right? If you don't have that. Because I I've, I know a couple people in my life right now who have no children, who are they're older people, they have no children, they never marry, they, and things are starting to happen to them. And other people are having to kind of step in and uh, figure things out. And it's kind of, so So I'm not disagreeing with you because I don't mm-hmm. think the burden should be put on the child automatically. But it is interesting, like I think that is why people have children. Like, yeah, absolutely. And what I'm saying is that that's one of the things in society that I think that we should kind of look at and be like, how normal is this? Because if we have a power of attorney, for example, and I give you power of attorney over me, you're not my child, but you still have the right to take care of end of life care for me. So I think that if we, and I'm not saying that everybody has the ability to have a power of attorney or everybody has the the wherewithal to have that information. I'm well aware that a lot of people don't have the ability to have that information. So I get that. But 
I am saying that that is some power of attorney is free. You can do it. Anybody could do it. But I am saying that it is something to look at. It, it is something to another way to feel obligated to someone and another way to feel like this person owes me something like my children don't owe me anything because I'm not a piece of shit mom. And I'm like, just doing the best I can doesn't mean they owe me the rest of their life. Like my oldest and I joke around, well, kind of serious all the time. Like if I become a burden to you, just take me out. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to be a financial burden to you. I don't want to like move me to Oregon and take me out. I'm like a headlock. (laughs) I don't want to be a financial burden. I don't want to be a burden to you in any way. And it's, I don't feel like you owe me anything. It was my choice to have you come into this life. It was my choice to decide that I wanted to be a mother and decide that I want to experience that. And I also feel like because I wanted to experience that, they don't owe me anything extra, you know? Totally. Yeah, I don't think that anyone, I mean, there's all different types of ways that the child-parent relationship plays out, and I don't think Mm -hmm. anyone just automatically owes anyone. I do think, though, that is where those complicated relationships come from, because while the mind is saying, like, this is a toxic relationship, the... uh, DNA or your cells or your just, you know, ancestral lineage is telling you, uh, but I can't like, but I can't, I can't just abandon or I can't just walk away from this or you might try and then come back and there's this weird magnetic pull because that is your kin, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I really, really feel for everyone in their family relationships because I do think while they can bring so much joy, they can also bring so much pain and they are some of the biggest teachers in your whole life. Like, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, I often question like many times in my life, I've questioned why is this person related to me? Why is this person connected to me so strongly? Like where I'm always going to be connected with them, you know? Yeah. And <clears throat> and uh, it turns out they've been some of my biggest teachers. Not to necessarily, not to say they that I have to stay in contact with them the same way for them to teach me or to be a teacher. Um, there has been one that I can think of that has been the biggest teacher that I had to not talk to for a long period of time, and that was a big teacher, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, I, I agree. And I think, I think family is, um, they are very big teachers. Can I read a, um. Oh yeah, please do. Yes. Some, there are some comments and someone asked a question. So Isabel said, I feel all of this. Tina said, so true. Isabel said, I've gotten attached to people I know aren't great for me because I can tell they're a good person, but also damaged. And that's more interesting to me. I don't know why. Yeah. Mm. And Isabel, I would say like all of us deal with things like that. And I would say if you want to more, more better, better understand why, <laughs> look at your parent relationships and your early family dynamics. Because often, maybe not every time, but oftentimes I think that can really um, give us a lot of information about like how we learned 
relationships were supposed to be, what we learned our role in relationships were supposed to be, um, how to receive love, all of that. Inner child work is so important. Yes. Okay, Neela. Um, Oh, God, I I said your name before. Is it Nella or Neela? Okay, you'll tell me. I'm sorry. But anyway, Neela says, I have a weird question, ladies. I have been having weird dreams and visions with a male person that I have not met yet. Claiming claiming it's my soulmate. And we will meet when I'm ready. The dreams and visions are just so peaceful and beautiful. And most of the time, he just reassures me about our future and has become a comfort person for me and always appears to calm me down and shows me the right direction. The last time, he showed me a sign to tell me exactly when he will be coming into my life so I can recognize him. Recognize him. Is something like that even possible? Could it be like a higher version of him talking to me? Has any one of you experienced something like that? Or am I going crazy due to the stress right now? One, I don't think you're going crazy due to the stress right now. I think that stress can absolutely contribute and play out in our dream state 100%. So I'm not like, excuse me, burpee. Um, I'm not like belittling the stress or anything like that. But I do feel like, yes, this person can reach you from their higher selves and try to communicate with you. However, um, I would still ask yourself, like, what about this person is so appealing? I think the idea of asking them for a sign so they can, you can recognize them is great and keep us updated on that situation. Yeah, I, I, I think this sounds legit. I think this sounds cool. I think I've heard of this happening before. Um, it's never happened to me, but I have heard of this happening before. And um, I think it's it's almost reminds me of like when you're telepathically like connecting with someone. Um, you're like it's almost like you're developing a relationship with this person, and you're getting to know what they feel like and what they sound like and what they what it would, it's kind of a, like a step in the manifestation process almost, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're, you're getting a sense of them. And Mm -hmm. I think the more you allow yourself to sense them, if that's Mm -hmm. something that you want, the, the easier it will be to connect with them in this world, not the dream world. In the physical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I also want to say if anyone's interesting, (laughs) interesting, interested, if any one of you are remotely interesting, um, if anyone, <laughs> reach out to us. Yeah. Let us like know that you're too. interesting. <laughs> um, if anyone's interested, there is this podcast. It's a limited series. Uh, it's called Twin Flames. And it is fascinating. It's kind of a mix between like true crime and spirituality because basically these two people, I totally okay. forget their names, but they're real life YouTube influencers. Okay. Okay. They're like a couple and their whole thing is they teach you how to connect with your twin flame. And that sounds the, scammy. Go ahead. Oh, it's Keep going. very scammy. It's <laughs> even, it's even no, it's scammy, but you want our listeners to do it. No, okay. no, 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 no. The, the, the podcast limited series is about how they've ruined people's lives with this. It's what? Like a true, I said it's like true crime about what? spirituality. 
Okay. It's like okay. a docu. It's like a limited podcast series okay. about the situation that happened with these people that like not a lot of people brought light to it, but this docu-series, this podcast series did. And they interviewed all the people that were like involved in this community. And okay. basically, it's basically like a cult, but the cult is based on the fact that all of us have twin flames. Okay. And if you are not, if you know who your twin flame is, which they'll okay. kind of tell you who your twin flame is, if you know who it is and mm-hmm. you're not getting them, then you're doing something wrong and you need to try harder. And so the people in this community have basically been brainwashed to leave all their friends behind, to abandon everything that gets in the way of them doing this. And many of them have been arrested for like stalking because the people that are their twin flames are like, I don't like you at all. And they will come to the coaching sessions with the 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 guy who's like the guru and his like girl part his twin flame quote twin flame, and they'll be like, I don't know what to do because he said he doesn't want to see me anymore. And they go, Well, you must have said something. They're like, Well, what do we know is true? And they'll be like, that that's my twin flame, and nothing should keep us apart. And he's like, Yeah. So what do you need to do? And they're like, try harder. And they're like, yeah. So this is what you do. You show up at his like office tomorrow. Oh my God. And you say, I'm not going to stop fighting. Like, like it's crazy. Anyway. That's insane. Don't anybody do that. No, no, no. This is don't do that. That's fucking nuts. No, guys, this is not an endorsement for obviously these people are crazy. But the point is, if you're interested in how I think the twin flame story can really get out of hand and like people can get manipulated with it yeah um check it out it's called twin flames it's on one of like the big podcast networks and i think you can actually like really look up these people on youtube and like see what they're doing because like they're crazy i'm picturing like a guy in all white with a beard with (laughs) a beard hold on let me look because i've never actually seen what they look like I'm picturing okay, like it's on show. the it's Twin Flames. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, but it's on the Wondery Network. And let's see if we can find what this guy looks like. Okay, he has a beard, but it's not. I knew it. <laughs> but it's not gray. Twin Flames it's, podcast. It's still let's dark. See. Is he? Oh, he's so he's not super old then. No, no, no. He's young. They're both young. Okay, we should not be endorsing this. No, no, I, it, no, it's important. I think that it's not promoting them. <laughs> it's taking them down. It's saying this is insane. Like, be careful. Tell this. people their podcast and they go listen it's to It's not their podcast. Their podcast. <laughs> it's like a true crime podcast about these people. About these people. Okay. It's not okay. their podcast. You're so upset at me about Because I said it like three you're like this is we shouldn't be talking about this I'm like but it's the whole thing is to like to be see to see and to hear how these people got conned by these people and I think it's really real oh people are everyone on Facebook is making funny comments and I think they're saying on Facebook um what this is crazy let's just not stalk our coworkers. 
a LMFAO with big sunglasses. Yeah, uh, let's uh, not uh, stalk uh, our coworkers because they we think they're our twin flame and they just we have to try harder. Like, yeah. no, that's well, it's a prime good. example of how like somebody is using like law of attraction mentality to yeah. like manipulate people. And I, I actually do think it's important to listen to because it shows you how easy it is for some people. If you if you really want to meet your soulmate and you really believe that there's just one for you, it's very easy to get like wrapped up in this world, whether it's with these people who are obviously like ruining people's lives or someone else. You know, it's just important yeah. to be able to like really feel and think for yourself. So I don't say this to scare anyone. I don't think anyone in here is going to get wrapped up into this hopefully but it is a really interesting um look at how people get manipulated because they want love yeah because we don't want to be alone don't join a cult okay don't join a cult cults are bad we've learned cults are bad Nella, by the way, she she told me her name is pronounced Nella. Said if one of my coworkers was my twin flame, I would be pretty disappointed. No, thank you. <laughs> maybe in another lifetime. <laughs> I love that comment. Oh, I love that comment. I feel that. Um, you feel that? I'm your only I mean, coworker. I saw. we're twin flames i don't like. think we're twin twin flames either i'm sorry no no it's okay i'm just making a joke um but anyway uh well i think we've i think we've 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 covered this exhausted. that's good because it smells like something's burning in my kitchen and my kids are left unattended so i have to go oh. or that's a sign of a stroke but i'm okay or it it's like, like the I'm twin better. flames like burning could um, be the twin flames burning well, wait, in my kitchen. You can go, but I just want to um, share some just quick announcements go ahead. about things coming up. Okay. Um, but seriously, if you have to go check on something, you can just run. Um, so next week um, is going to be our – we are doing our Ask Us Anything for our patrons on the 28th. That will be at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is – gotten every time we do this more and more people come and it's so fun because we get to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about and it's just a zoom where we all just like ambie and i show up and you can just ask us anything or we can talk about any topic and it's just for us to get to know you guys and you to get to know i mean i feel like you guys know us pretty well but we want to get to know you so it's been really fun um and we'll do that on the 28th and then on the 29th that's when we're doing our second uh bonus podcast episode of the month and that's where we do an intuitive investigation into some conspiracy theory or unsolved mystery or whatever you guys vote on. Um, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast and you go to our Patreon now, you will be able to uh, vote on what we're going to dive into this month. So choose wisely um, and make sure you do go vote. Um, and that will be on the 29th at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then finally... The last Patreon event of the month is going to be on the 30th, the last day of June, and that is Convos with Arc 9 for the Dragonfly tier and above. This is where everyone in that tier gets to ask the Arc 9 a question and B is channeling them in state, and uh, you just type your question or send in your question. We ask it for you, and um, yeah, we get to have some time with the Arc 9 and some guidance, and that is at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. So for most of these things, you can um, sign up at our lowest here, which is $5. And 
you can get access to all this. If you want to do the combos with Arc9, that's $20 a month. Uh, or if you're in any of the tiers above, you get access as well. So that's it. Uh, Amby, anything you want to share? Yeah. So I'm offering VIP days with me. So that means that you get to come to Virginia Beach where I live and we're going to go over exactly what you want to work on um, for the weekend. And that is done through different people that I know and through myself. Um, Also, depending upon what you want to learn, whether it's psychic things, whether it's coming into who you really are, all of those types of things. I'm also taking on new coaching clients as of July 1st. So if you're interested in that, email me ambrosiamatthews14 at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you. And thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate you so much. And we will be back in July with two episodes per week again. So stay tuned for that. Yay. Until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.com.